0: Hey guys, welcome back to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on lifestyle design for millennials. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. You can create the life that you've always imagined. Life is an art, make it your masterpiece. Today I'm so excited to have a special guest for this podcast. She's a singer-songwriter named Priska, also known as Priscilla Liang. Priska was born and raised in Southern California and she's performed all over the US and internationally. She's just an awesome girl and she's currently running a Kickstarter campaign for her debut EP. So I'm so excited to just support and share her story. So what's up Priska? What's
1: up Eileen? Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for being here. Honestly, I'm so happy for you. Like, congratulations so far with your Kickstarter.
1: Oh, girl, thank you so much. Like, yeah. we've known each other for so long now.
0: I know. I have to tell you, like, once I saw your Kickstarter on Facebook, I was like, finally. Like, this girl has <laughs> been needing to come out with an album for so long. Like, it you've written so, so many long. songs, and you're such a great performer. Oh, like, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I was You're way it. too
1: nice. But, yeah. yeah, I can't believe, like, what, what it was like four years ago now, we started playing some shows together yeah and and yeah I was always like super impressed by your voice and everything and so it's so cool that we get to do this now
0: I know it's so fun for those people out there who don't know who Prisca is can you like talk a little bit about your background like why did you start writing music
1: yeah sure that's um you know I I started singing when I was really young uh my dad's a pastor I come from a very religious Christian background um I'm not necessarily that religious anymore, but I think that it had like a really huge impact on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was always singing in the church um, with the, the kids' choir, with the adults' choir. Um, any chance I got, I was always singing. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, when I was a really young kid, I was super, super shy and antisocial. And the only time I'd come out of um, like, you know, my room or my crib was when it was music hour. And so I think really, like, music really helped me come out of my shell. Yeah. And so when I was about 16 years old I wrote one of my first songs and once I got to perform that live it completely changed my life. I was like um, get me more of this. This is a <laughs> This is so fun. <laughs> yeah, this is so fun like I never experienced a way that I could be myself and express myself in 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 like a very pure way, you know? Yeah. Um and so ever since then, I've been performing and playing music. Um, I've gotten to play all over the world. I've gotten to play Mm -hmm. in China. I did this crazy, like Taiwanese singing competition where I took my songs and I translated them into Mandarin and then translated that into Taiwanese. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I don't know about you, Eileen, but I don't speak Taiwanese. So I had to learn everything phonetically and it was just, um, Oh yeah, that's I've been there. I've, I did a right? Chinese singing
0: competition too, yeah. Oh my
1: gosh, girl! It's, it's like you crazy. learn the lyrics
0: and you don't know what they mean, but... No idea. Yeah. Yeah. No idea.
1: And I remember the first day I got there, um, I, went to, I went to Fuzhou, China, and the first day they like took off all my makeup, took off most of my clothes, and just sat me there, and they, they pointed out all of my flaws and all mm-hmm. the ways that I can improve um, aesthetically. Wow. And it was a really intense experience, especially for, I think I may have been... 22 at the time or 21 and I barely knew who I was, you know, and then you suddenly have these people telling you who you should be and why you should be that. And so, um, yeah, it was just a very intense experience for sure.
0: So what happened with that? Like, did you write a song about it? Did you learn anything?
1: You know, I think what it, what I learned from it was when I came back to the States, I realized how important it is to be grounded in who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, and to kind of get to know yourself to a point where it doesn't really matter what people say or think about you. Um, you know, not that we can't grow and change and like take people's advice, but I think Mm -hmm. ultimately it's so easy to become swayed by other people's opinions of you. Like I came back and I felt like I had just been completely dismantled by these producers, like, you know, and I realized like, dude, you got to have a really strong sense of who you are. You have to have a strong sense of what your goals are. Um, Otherwise, like it'll be so easy um, for people to kind of have a really, really lasting effect on you.
0: Yeah. People could totally walk all over you, especially in the entertainment industry. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I also love how like in your bio, you talk about how you were bullied as a kid and that Mm -hmm. fueled a lot of your songs that you wrote when you were younger. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, When I was a kid, um, I'll send you a photo, Eileen, but I I was not the cutest child. (laughs) Um, I've seen your kid photos. You're so cute. (laughs) Yeah, there's a, yeah, well, I think that for some reason, I don't exactly know why. I think I was just kind of in my own world, in my own bubble, Mm -hmm. but I was pretty mercilessly bullied for um, probably from fifth grade onward until the end of, you know, mid high school, probably I would say. that's actually
0: like the toughest time of your life because everyone's going through puberty. You're like, my skin's
1: already bad and I still have to deal with like all these girls. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think what happened was I, I retreated into my mind. I just kind of remember consciously this one moment where, um, I suddenly had an internal life. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, I feel like I spent a lot of my life before that just kind of, like, you know, reacting and acting according to my surroundings. But for the first time, I kind of started having these inner conversations and trying to, you know, kind of understand, like, one, why am I being bullied? Like, what is, like, what is happening right now? Like, and... And how am I processing that? I just very, yeah. like, remember very distinctly going through that in my mind. And even as, like, an adult, like, I get angry about it. But I remember my, like, child, my childhood thoughts were along the lines of, like, oh, this person must have gone through a lot um, mm-hmm. so that they're treating me like this, you know. Yeah, but it also came with this idea that uh, something was wrong with me. I thought something was wrong with me. I thought I just wasn't able to connect with people. I was really afraid to speak. I was afraid to talk because I thought, you know, I would be seen as a mistake. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. and so I was really wary and really scared mm-hmm. and really timid. Yeah. And I mean, it gave me this very rich inner life, but it made me really afraid to assert myself. Right. And so I think a lot of the songs, um, That I kind of address this kind of finding your own voice, finding your own strength, realizing that you as you are is a beautiful, perfect thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether or not you're perfect, that's not the point. It's just like being yourself is is a beautiful and perfect thing, you know? Yes. And so I feel like those are some themes that I really enjoy exploring. Um, and also, you know, when you're in that state, when you're bullied, I think it's very easy to sit there and be like, I need someone to come rescue me. I need someone to come find me and to come let me out of this hell. You know, I need somebody, whether it's a guy or some sort of person, I need saving. Um, but what you soon realize is when you look down and in your hand are, in your hands are the, the, the sword and the shield and all the tools that you need to overcome whatever's in front of you. And so a lot of the the songs kind of explore that theme. Like, it starts with, I'm a damsel in distress. I need help. I need out. Um, and then you soon realize that once you find your own voice, once you find your own path, um, you realize that you have the tools to conquer anything on your own.
0: Yeah, that's so beautiful. I, like, got chills hearing you say that. <laughs> it, no, I, I completely relate, and it's true. Like, as you grow up and you mature, you realize, like, I can save myself. I don't need anybody to rescue me. And Absolutely. I think it's beautiful. And you already answered my second question, which was, <laughs> what was this album about?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a lot about finding your own voice. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as a female and as an Asian American female, there are so many times we're told to be quiet, you know, in, yeah. in a lot of media representation of us, in a lot of um, just fictional representations of us. Um mm-hmm we seem to feel that we need to fill this role of being the submissive, quiet person. Um, But I don't know about you, Eileen, but my family is filled with talkative women who are very opinionated and never cease to, like, tell you what they're thinking. And so, you know, I think being rooted in that and growing up in that kind of shaped me in a way where, like, when I found out that, you know, women were supposed to, that women are making less than men, that Mm -hmm. Asian women in particular are supposed to be submissive, um, I became really distraught and really angry because, I mean, that's just not the world that, um, that's just not reality. That's not the world I came up in, you know?
0: Yeah. I think as long as you just keep on, keep sharing your voice, whatever you have to say, like, that's part of the movement. Totally.
1: Totally. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. You're so right. Yeah,
0: And I love how, okay, for those out there who haven't listened to Prisca sing, like, you have a big voice. Like, your voice <laughs> is so strong. And I, it even wowed me when I first heard it, too. Because, like, you're this, Aww. like, cute little girl. But when you sing, like, you belt. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I I love That's like a metaphor. You know, you have such a voice. And it's right. meant to be shared.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
0: So I've known you as a singer-songwriter for a long time, many years now. And I've known, like, you've wanted to create an album for a while because we've talked about this. So I I wanted to ask what obstacles kept you from creating it in the past and, like, what changed now?
1: Yeah, I would say there are internal obstacles and external obstacles. Um, So to start with the internal ones, I think that for me, I think that it was, like, a young kind of pride like, it was being young and being kind of prideful, um, and I was like, you know, if I make an album, it's got to be, I, you know, I felt like, oh, everyone's expecting me to have a really great album. There's no way that I can um, kind of exceed their expectations or even meet their expectations, so yeah. instead of, like, pushing through it, I just kind of got scared. Oh, yeah. Um, I got I overwhelmed. I got just, I, w- I got into a pattern of making a lot of excuses for myself, Um I got really complacent and I didn't know how to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And I think those are all things that happen when you're young and you're prideful. Yeah. Um, and I definitely was. I thought I was all humble and whatever, but no, I had this yes. kind of, you know, inner expectation of myself and, and what I should achieve. And when I kind of couldn't do that, I, I just got overwhelmed and started hiding.
0: Yeah, no, I totally relate. Like in creating anything, like my big problem is also like I'm scared to ask people for help. Dude. I don't know why. It's it's so hard. Like you have a lot of pride, you want to be able to do it on your own, but you can't, you know? You can't.
1: And it doesn't hurt to ask for help. It never does. And yeah, you know, I think so so the secondary obstacle was more external and it was the financial issue. Um I I was working like a full time job and I was trying to save up. Um, but for whatever reason, like I got into car accidents and had to pay them off. I had some personal, um, like times where I ended up in the hospital and that spent a lot of the money, but a lot of it was excuses. You know, I kept saying, I don't have the money. I don't have the money and I don't have the time to make this album. And so I think that's, what's so incredible about this time in my life, because you know it's been i think maybe 3 years since my first attempt at making an album and i had like you know i had songs ready i had rehearsals done i had a producer who was pretty much on board um but i i just let things get in the way i let myself make excuses to the point where i dropped everything i i had to take a moment and i had friends in my life that were saying like priscilla like you you keep trying to kind of like half ass doing music um and basically like music doesn't deserve that Oh. And that was so hard to hear. Like, yeah. I got so, like, not pissed off at this person, but when you hear this, like, like I was angry with myself, and I definitely projected it on mm-hmm. the person who told me this, you know? Oh. And, but it was such a, 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 an important moment, because I think what it is, is like, you got to respect your craft. You've got to respect the craft that you're working mm-hmm. on, and it doesn't belong to you, and it doesn't serve you, like, you get to be a part of it. You know, like um, and music's like too important for me to just like um, like go to it when I'm ready and go to it when I'm available, you know. And so I have taken the past pretty much like two years of just like, yeah, I've been gigging, but mostly I've been writing. I've been thinking a lot. I've been kind of just trying to understand what it means to fulfill this role as like an artist, as a singer, as someone who's you know, putting out their story. Yeah. And I definitely don't have it perfected yet, but I know how to control my, like, you know, the demons in my mind a little more, like all the voices that are telling me, hey, like, you're not good enough. And you'll never be good enough. And, and people are going to be so disappointed in you. I've mm-hmm. I've kind of learned how to deal with those voices in my head. You know, the ones that are trying to bring me down. And then for the financial thing, I, I recently launched a Kickstarter, which you mentioned yes, a little earlier. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, Eileen, like we raised... Our goal in the first day of the Kickstarter, and I was literally sitting in my room crying. I was just like, oh my God, it was
0: so amazing. I think by the time I backed it, it was already fully backed, and I was like, oh, I don't care. (laughs) I got you. So I'm so happy. And I think I checked today, and it's like almost to your stretch goal. It's almost 10,000. We're almost
1: there. Yeah.
0: You're gonna like surpass everything, girl. (laughs) It's so crazy. Oh, man. I wanted to just mention, I think. I mean I want to know what you think about it but in my perspective I mm-hmm. think the reason why you did so well in the first like few days of your Kickstarter campaign is like mm-hmm. you as a person like you're a sweet genuine person like <laughs> I think you're just very lovable and you you've created like a network of people who really love you and really care about you and I I think it's just a beautiful thing to see like the support in our community mm-hmm. right
1: yeah I mean thank you for thank you for saying that um I I think I was talking to someone this week They were like, oh, I don't know why, like, the Asian-American community doesn't support me. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and I was like, you know, are you feeding into the Asian-American community? And they were like, no. And I I think, like, what I really tried to do is, one, like, I love being in L.A. And I love being in the Asian-American community in L.A. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've kind of spent the past four years trying to support people in any way that I can. Like, you know, yeah. whether it's, like, it was, like, the Fung Brothers or Jason Chu or Dan, a.k.a. Dan, or if it's events, like, Tuesday Night Cafe or, you know, um, like, events that are so important into our com- in our community. Um, and they didn't necessarily have, like, a financial benefit to me, but for me, it was like, hey, everything that we're working on, everything that we're doing, even if I don't get notoriety in my lifetime, like, I want it so that the next generation, like some 12 year old girl today could be like, oh my gosh, like they don't even have to think, can I do this? Like they will know that they can, you know? And, and I feel like it's such a beautiful community. Um, It's such a strong community. And I feel honored to have been able to contribute what I've been able to contribute, even if it's not a ton. I'm just very proud of those contributions. You
0: have. You're everywhere. I think because (laughs) you're so involved in the community, I've seen you perform at like so many Tuesday night cafes. (laughs) Like, I think, you know, the community gives back to you. So it's kind of like, you know, you give and then you get in return.
1: Uh, I mean, I feel completely honored by them and like, honestly, overwhelmed, you know, because I... I think, like, you know, when all the money was coming in and it was, like, really exciting, I also found myself, like, back in my 12-year-old mind where I was, like, being bullied and um, all these questions of, like, how do I even deserve this? You know, how do I even deserve all the money that's coming in? How do I deserve this generosity? Like, how am I the same person who was, like, bullied relentlessly and now today it's, like, you know, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think I had to really examine what my self-worth was kind of looking like you know I had to really examine it and I had to learn to accept the kindness and the generosity that was coming to me because I had gotten so used to being treated in a certain way and even though those were just like I mean that was maybe six years of my life you know but I still live like that. I still live in a way where I don't know how to accept love and I don't know how to accept generosity. I'm always really suspicious or feeling undeserving.
0: Mm -hmm. And I
1: think it was a moment where I had to learn. It was a huge learning experience for me.
0: Totally. You deserve it, girl. You deserve the love. Eileen. And now I'm going to ask you to give a little something to us (laughs) because I want to ask, first off, what's your favorite song off the album and can you sing like a little snippet of it for us?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I had a little white wine last night, so if I'm a little hoarse, (laughs) I am sorry. But my favorite song is, um, actually, we released kind of an acoustic version of the song for um, My AAPI Vote. So Mm -hmm. um, I wrote it in response to this assignment that I got from um, Richie, who's Tractivist, and Sean Mira. And also Mm -hmm. Taz, they kind of put together this wonderful album of different uh, Asian-American artists. Um, I forget how many songs there are on the album. I think it's like 20. You should go download it today. But um, my song that I wrote for it is called Don't Go Quietly. Mm. Um, We're going to do a different version on the EP, but the version that's on that AAPI Vote album is available today. So you guys can totally go download it. All the proceeds are going to go towards um, like kind of raising awareness for Asian-American voting. Awesome. Um, and eighteen and million rising.
0: I'll put that website link in the blog post description. Oh, sweet! For those of you interested, so just send it to me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Awesome. I'll send it to you asap. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I basically wrote this song about Asian Americans and how oftentimes we feel like we have to be silent, we have to be quiet, we can't really say anything. We don't want to. We don't want to stir up, stir up a fuss. We don't want to rock the boat. We kind of want to remain invisible and that's how we're kind of socialized that's how we're taught um that's what's encouraged um but the problem with that is staying silent um when you see someone who is hurt staying silent when someone is mistreated staying silent when there's inequality um can ultimately be detrimental mm-hmm. because if you don't say something no one will ever hear it yes and the thing is Asian-Americans, we have such unique stories. We have such powerful backgrounds. We come from such different walks of life um, than people are used to hearing about in, in kind of the mainstream. So if we don't tell our stories, guess what? Nobody is going to tell our yeah. stories. If right. we don't speak up, nobody is going to know um, what we've seen and what we've heard and what we've experienced. And it is so important that they do. hmm so that's kind of what the song is about um, and it's called Don't Go Quietly and um, yeah I'll sing a little, a little bit of it so tell them the truth about what you've seen on the way from Galilee and tell them the truth about what you've seen and oh, And don't go quietly into the night, into the night, into the night. So yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's like
0: closing my eyes, like feeling the chills. <laughs> Yeah, you have such a powerful voice.
1: Oh, my gosh. Eileen, you are too nice to me, seriously. But thank you. I'm being
0: honest. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have any advice for, like, young aspiring artists out there right now? (laughs) I don't
1: know. Oh, man. I don't know if I have any, like, silver bullet advice. But, like, don't ever think that what you have to say is not important. Mm. It is important. Yes you sharing Mm -hmm. your experience of the world, whether it's through painting or drawing or um, music or even through, you know, dancing or, you know, whatever your mode of, of expression is like you are adding to the complex tapestry of the human, of Mm. humanity. Yes. And I, I know that that sounds a little, maybe too broad or too grand, but it's, it's absolutely true. Like, us sharing our experiences and expressing ourselves enriches the human tapestry mm-hmm. yes and w- and without you without your story we're missing a whole thread mhm and the whole goddamn thing could fall apart because we don't have yeah. your thread yes so just so your remember your voice how important is you
0: are. important yeah put on your pants Put on do your pants what you got to do.
1: Yeah, pants or skirt, whatever you're comfortable in. I I'm in a am right. in a skirt right now. Sometimes you need a little breeze, you know what I mean? But
0: Yeah, I I don't like
1: pants. Yeah. I'm
0: <laughs> I'm a skirt or a dress or a shorts girl.
1: There you go. Or a sarong, I don't know. Anything that Anything, <laughs> anything that's but not pants. constricting. Anything but jeans.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for being here, Prisca. I wish you the best of luck with everything in the future. I'm sure you'll be just fine. Oh,
1: my gosh, Eileen. Thank you. I'm so excited
0: to see what happens at the end of your Kickstarter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Um, And, yeah, thank you so much for having me. I love what you're doing. I love what you're promoting. Um, You're an incredible, beautiful person. You guys, you listeners, are very lucky and are in very good hands Thank you um, with Eileen here.
0: Alright. So you guys out there, check out Priska. You can find her on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter. All of it is at Prisca Music. And that's spelled P-R-I-S-K-A-M-U-S-I-K. So she went with the Ks. That's absolutely right. Yes. And then also check out her Kickstarter if you want to support. How can we find your Kickstarter? I'll put the link on my blog.
1: And then also, if you just go on Kickstarter and, and search Prisca, I think I'm still in their their list of, like, projects we love. Oh, my God, so that's should, so awesome. Okay. <laughs> so you should be able to search it and find it pretty quick, hopefully. Okay, so search Prisca on Kickstarter. Check out
0: her page and her music. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks so much for being here. Thank you, guys, out there, for tuning in. My name's Eileen. You just heard Priska, and this was the Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on lifestyle design for millennials. Bye. Bye.